Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the Gospel lesson. We all have to deal with people who are in authority over us. Teachers, professors, bosses, supervisors, and government officials and clerks. Every one of them is different. Everyone has a different personality. There are those who love their job, but they also love to lord it over others. There are those who love their job and are humble, people-oriented servants. Everyone's different. And we draw a first impression or a lasting impression based on how we're treated. It's just part of living in this world. So we can understand why the three servants probably thought differently about the master. How did they perceive him? What did they think of them, of him? Because that is the basis of understanding this parable, the master. Who's the master? Well, we know. It's Jesus Christ. But what about this going on a journey? What does that refer to? Well, that's the time between Jesus' ascension into heaven and his second coming in glory. We're living in that time now. We are at the end of the church year, and during that time, we focus on the end times, the time when Jesus will come again. And we're told that during that time when he is gone, he entrusted his property to servants. His property is everything. It's all his. And everything we have, well, it's a gift from him right down to the clothes on our back. Our homes, our money, our family, our jobs, our skills, it's all His. All belongs to Him, and He gives it to us as a gift. We notice, however, that He gives differing amounts to the servants. That's because, well, isn't that the way the world is? Some have a lot, some have a little. But the emphasis is not on the quantity. It's on the quality of the stewardship. It doesn't matter how much you have, it matters how faithfully you use it. The master was equally as happy with the one who gained two talents as the one who gained five. He gives the gifts. He gives to each. The master never judges based on how much you have. He judges on the basis of how do you use what he has given you?
But still we have to go deeper to understand. For us to understand this parable, we have to look closely at that third servant, the third servant who buried his talent. And so, when the day of accounting comes, he says to the master, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. Let's go back to what we talked about at the beginning, dealing with people over us. Do we ever misjudge them? Yes. Do we ever make a mistake about them? Yes. Do we think that they're one kind of person when they're actually another? Yes. And here is the difference. You see, the servant who buried his talent did not use it for the master, frankly, doesn't know the master, doesn't know his heart, doesn't know how much he loves and cares for all his subjects. So whether the servant just didn't listen or didn't pay attention or heard the master and didn't believe it, rejected it, doesn't matter. When we don't listen to the master when we reject what he has to say, then all we're left with is fear. Fear that we can't do anything right. Fear that we're spiritual failures. Fear. That's all we have. With an angry God waiting around the corner. That's what happens, you see, when we don't focus on the gospel. When we focus on ourselves and our failures and, well, we focus on what we do, then we are filled with fear. We have forgotten the gospel for a day, a week. We put it aside. We do not listen. We forget the gospel. But you know, the master is different. He loves you. He cares for you. He gives you everything that you have. We have so much, homes and cars and money, food and drink and family and friends, and yet he wanted to give us more. So he came. He came to be nailed to a cross 
so he could give you more. So he could give you forgiveness and peace and joy and life now and forever. But there's something else he gives you. It happened on that cross. He gives you freedom. He gives you freedom from the fear of sin, freedom from the fear of death, freedom from the fear of Him, freedom from the fear of His judgment. And He gives you joy, and He gives you peace, so that you don't have to live in fear. You can live in joy and peace with your entire life being a thanksgiving to Him for what He's done. Yes, our Master is different. Every day when you get up, you know He loves you. Every day when you get up, you know all your sins are forgiven. Every day when you get up, you know that even if you die that day, you have eternal life. Every day when you get up you know that everything you have is from Him. And every day you get up you know you have the freedom, the joy of using everything for Him. The faith He's put in your heart and the Word of God to share with family and friends and, and all. The property and money to see to it that the kingdom grows, that others learn, hear about Jesus Christ and your fellow saints sitting with you in the pews today receive the ministry you need and they need. You use all your time to serve Him by serving others and all the while not in fear, in joy. Serving the one who served you all the way to the cross, who still serves you, he comes to you this very day in his word. He still serves you. The master wants you to know that's what he's really like. That's what he really wants. He wants you filled with joy. He wants you to know and believe in Him. And He will give you forgiveness and life. And you can live for Him. And you hear His blessing. You have already heard it and you will hear it when He comes again. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. You're already in the joy of your master. Each and every day. It's going to get even better. Living is worth living for the Master. Amen. And now may the peace of God that surpasses